today's show, we talked to Raina about her April trip to Disney World. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 162. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today I have a repeat guest, one of my most popular episodes. I am talking with Raina. She was a guest uh, a while back, about a year ago. She's actually the person who brought to our attention the Genie Plus hack. So if you want to listen to her first trip report from about a year ago, it's episode 135. And in the course of our conversation, she discovered when her and her husband both simultaneously tried to book a ride through Genie Plus, they tried to grab lightning lanes at the same time. And for the same ride, not realizing the other one had done it, they were able to simultaneously book a ride. It's crazy that they discovered this because even when I try and do it on purpose, it's often difficult to duplicate. But she's the one who first brought it to my attention. Um, and as you know, if you've been listening to the show, I've been playing with this for the last year since she brought it to our attention. Um, so her episode's 135. I also explain the hack in a bonus episode um, between episode 138 and 139. I think it's just marked as bonus. Uh, so you can go back and check that out if you're interested in the Genie Plus hack. But on today's show, she talks about going from DVC deluxe resorts down to Pop Century, what that's like. We discuss cramming just everything in on a quickie trip. We talk flower and garden festivals, some of their favorite food options. Her husband eats meat, she does not. Also packing in three parks in a day because like I said, quick trip, a lot to do, and not a ton of time. So this is a great episode for really hearing how somebody maximizes their time. And that doesn't mean that they didn't stop to take breaks because they do. They definitely stop and take breaks during the day. She also discusses, um, which I think is is really interesting to hear, Genie Plus on low crowd days. So, you know, the last several weeks with spring break have been busy, busy, busy. And then there was just this huge drop off in crowds. And so they were there during that initial drop off, but they still purchase Genie Plus every day. So Genie Plus is an interesting thing where there's like this sweet spot when you're using it. You know, you if it's super crowded, it can be frustrating because stuff books up very fast. She had the opposite problem, though where, you know, they were trying to book things for, you know, later in the day when they were going to be park hopping. And that proved to be a little bit challenging. So with low crowds, Genie Plus has a whole other set of issues. And so she talks about the way that they handled that. And obviously we discuss, you know, the value of Genie Plus, which is going to be different for everybody. But, you know, we talk about what made her decide to buy Genie Plus throughout this trip, knowing that crowds are going to be lower. So talking about perceived value here um, is going to be huge and different for everybody. So I'm so glad that Raina reached out to me to be on the show again. Just a quick note, I've had a lot of people apply to be on the show for trip reports that sounded amazing. They would have been amazing guests. Unfortunately, your trips have already passed when you applied. So if you're going to apply, um, please make sure you're sending me a voicemail before your trip actually happens so we can, you know, chat about things before you actually head over to Disney World. Because there have been several recently that I've hated uh, that haven't worked out, but Anyway, enough from me. Let's let Raina take it away. Hey, Raina, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. All right, so you've been on the show before. Tell us when your last trip to Disney World was. 
So we went to Disney a year ago, April of 2022. That was our last trip. Okay. And when was your most recent trip? Our most recent trip was a week ago. We, our arrival day, our travel day was Monday, April 17th. And we got home on Friday, April 21st. Okay. And who all was traveling with you? Is this the same group from last time? Same group. Okay. Uh, my husband, Mike, and me. <laughs> okay. So just the two of you. Yes. Uh, so what are you guys, do you do Disney every year? Is this an annual trip? Was this, you just got Disney fever? What happened that a year later you're going back? So we had been going every two years and then COVID got in the way of that. So last year we went on a whim. We had been talking about going back, trying to plan things last minute again because it worked so well last time. And then my husband ended up taking a little spring break trip to visit his family. They have a home in Florida. So he was going to golf and have fun. And I was at work and I couldn't go. And he wanted to be fair. (laughs) And he said, where do you want to (laughs) go? And I said, Disney. Disney. Okay. Now give us a, a quick overview of your last trip. How long were you there and where did you guys stay? So our last trip was really quick. We flew out on a Thursday, Thursday night after we both got home from work. We had a delayed flight, so it ended up being a red eye. And we were at Disney that Friday, Saturday, and then we uh, left that Sunday evening. So we had three park days, but um, it was two full days, one partial day. And we stayed um, at the Wilderness Lodge in Boulder Ridge Villas. And our aunt is, our fabulous aunt is a DVC member, and she's always been kind enough to offer us her points. This time, we went for three park days, but we had an arrival day, so we weren't on a red eye, which was great. We had some time to explore the resort in the daylight, which was also great. And we didn't have to uh, go to the parks on just three hours of sleep. We were able to have three full, well-rested park days, and then um, we flew out pretty early in the morning, but we didn't have to worry about checking out of a room and leaving our bags. So same time, similar time frame, very different scenarios. Less rushed. And so last time you said you stayed DVC at Wilderness, where were you guys staying this time? So we were staying, we've never done this, we stayed at Pop Century. We had just heard so much hype about pop. We didn't realize we've really, our expenses for Disney are the plane and the tickets. And obviously while you're there, but we've been so fortunate that our aunt has shared her DVC points. So we've never had to pay for a hotel. Ah, yes. And if you were going to stay at that same DVC resort for, you know, what is this? Four nights? Yes. Uh, Yeah. That wouldn't, it would not be a cheap, a cheap stay. So pop is a great value. Um, all right, I, I'm curious, just right off the bat, how you felt the comparison with like the, you know, the DVC villas that you've stayed in in the past versus the value resorts. You know, how did you feel about going from the high end down to the value? Our mentality, we were really excited just because we heard all this hype. But we did we did have some thoughts. Ultimately, we really enjoyed our stay at Pop. But right off the bat, the room size was a lot smaller. We were constantly like moving around each other and excuse me, excuse me. The, this sounds so silly, but I think the thing that stood out the most, the sinks, 
there was one oh. sink and we <laughs> stayed at villas and we've stayed in a studio before on DVC and there's so many sinks. And when you're filling water bottles and we were bringing Gatorade mixes and just constantly bumping into each other with that. Yeah, you don't get like that kitchenette area too, which is another sink. Now, when you guys would say, because it's just two adults, when you were staying with DVC points before, were you just doing a studio typically? No, we had two villas nope. and oh, one okay. studio. So we okay. this this was our fourth Disney trip together, together, just the two of us. And we had two villas and one studio. So it was a lot of extra room. We were concerned about the kitchenette or lack thereof at Pop Century, but it worked out just fine. The beverage cooler fridge was enough and the little Keurig was enough to make tea in the morning. We did miss not having a microwave because in the past, if we had leftover meals, we could just keep those up for a, a nice snack. So we missed the microwave. Other things that stood out just in terms of the room itself, the DVC resorts, they always offer you little like lotions and extra soaps and laundry. And are those necessary? No, but are they nice to make you feel more at home? They're quite nice. So we missed those. Let's see. This seems really silly, but blankets. In the DVC resorts, <laughs> there were extra blankets. You know- it's the little things. I will. I don't think any of this is silly. It's the and that's the kind of like little stuff that people will often ask. And sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm not really sure. Like, what are like? Do they give you a little bottle of lotion at this one particular resort? And I have to think about it. So like, that is good to know that that's a like a, a noticeable thing for you. If you're somebody who likes having those actually, you know, the little mouthwash or the little lotion. You're not going to get that at Pop, <laughs> but you at the, you know, the, the DVC rentals, you do get those little extras. Yeah. And then, so I think that was it in terms of like the amenities in the room, but overall at the resort, you know, our last day was at Wilderness Lodge and the theming there, it's, I mean, it's gorgeous, but the theming at Pop really feels more like Disney, whereas Wilderness Lodge feels more like an experience. So which did you prefer as far as that theming goes? Or did you not have a, were they both good for different reasons? Yeah, I think we missed the DVC, but I think in terms of the value, you know, this being affordable, we really enjoyed pop. And, you know, another big thing is the transportation. I know that depends on where you stay, what deluxe you stay at or what resort in general, but the Skyliner was a huge hit for us. We never quite understood when we heard people not complain, but talk down about Disney buses. We never minded the buses. You know, it it is what it is. It's there. It's helpful. It gets you where you need to go. But having had the Skyliner at Pop Century, we were like, oh, we have to take the bus. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. It's the it is the best transportation that they offer the Skyliner. And being on one of those resorts is fabulous. We love that. Another thing that came up a lot was the dining. So we we never took advantage when we were at Wilderness Lodge. We never took advantage of storybook dining, which sounds really cool. Never did that. We didn't do the Whispering Canyon. We did use the quick service. That came in handy for us a lot when we were at Wilderness Lodge. And on this trip, we really didn't miss not having restaurants, but we did use the food court a lot. We found that there were a lot more options at the food court. And we also found that the Pop Century, everything Pop Food Court is just hopping all <laughs> night when we would get home after 10 or 11. 
that place was mobbed and it wasn't just adults. It was kids too. And there'd be movies on and music and it was just, it was loud. The party, it's the place to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not like that at all in our experience at Wilderness Lodge, because I think we had similar hours that we would, you know, want something as like a late night snack when we got home from a day of parks. So that was a difference too. All right. So it sounds like overall things were were positive going from DVC down to a value resort. Is that your, yeah, your yes, overall take? We, That's great to hear. Yeah, we are excited to, you know, we don't have a trip planned. I would, I would guess maybe next April based on our track record, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, we are really interested in beach club, yacht club, boardwalk, or maybe the Riviera. Yeah, I love that the Epcot, um, the Epcot area being able to walk. I mean, you have the Skyliner right there as well, but being, I like just anytime I can walk anywhere. For me, that personally, that's, I know not everybody wants to walk after you've been walking, you know, 30,000 steps at the parks. But for me, I love being able, like, to have the option to walk. Anyway, enough about me. All right. So you flew in then. Let's get back to your actual trip dates then. It was the 17th was your arrival date. Where are you flying from again? So we live in Southern Maine and we were flying out of Manchester, New Hampshire. It's just a much smaller airport, really calm, really chill. We were flying Southwest, which was a risk. Our They've had some issues lately. Oh, yes, they did. Were you guys and okay? Because it was, I think, over your travel dates too. We got really lucky. So our flight was delayed 30 minutes. We flew out at 10.50 in the morning. It ended up being after 11, but it wasn't Southwest. It was the weather. Air traffic control said, you know, you need to delay. And their sh their partial shutdown was that following Tuesday. So when I was in line at one of the food booths at Epcot, I see this news alert, Southwest shut down. And I'm like, oh, okay, we might have a longer vacation. Yeah. But yeah. we have until Friday. No worries. So we were really fortunate not to be affected by that. Pleased. Our last trip, we only had carry-ons. This trip, we were able to, with Southwest, have checked bags, which made it easier to bring some food and extra shoes and, and raincoats, which we lucked out. It didn't rain, but we were prepared. You had them just in case. <laughs> yes. And so you got in, you said your flight was late morning, so you were probably in in, in the afternoon. Yes. How were you guys getting from the airport to POP? We booked the Sunshine Flyer. And I think we were supposed to arrive around two o'clock, but everything got delayed and luggage took forever. But we ended up getting on the Sunshine Flyer around four o'clock. They, we booked them because they promised 20 minutes, pick up within 20 minutes. And I think we were on the bus at like the 22 minute mark. So oh. <laughs> that was great. I, I made a note. I remember when I was researching Sunshine Flyer versus Mears Connect to look at where they were and they were pretty close together. So I had done that research going into it, but then when it was actually time to get the Sunshine Flyer, I was only looking at the directions they had sent via email and it was really vague. It was like, go past the Starbucks. Which way? Yeah. I had the, the first time I used them, I also was like, where am I supposed to go? Because you and you feel like you're going in the wrong direction. So you have to go like all the way down on the B side of the airport, all the way down the escalators, down, down, down. And you'll see mirrors is right there when you get off the escalators, like right there on one side. You have to just walk in the opposite direction of mirrors forever. Like you just keep walking and walking past all of the car rental things. Well, and you're like, are you, 
you know, you're walking for several minutes. You're like, are you sure this is where we're? I think this is where we're. Are you sure this is where we're going to go? Yes, it is. You'll eventually see it. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, they don't really have a ton of signage. Not much signage. We got and our airport steps employees. In are not great as far as like helping with that. They have so so much else to look after. But I thought the Sunshine Flyer, they seemed a bit disorganized, but their theming was great. The employees, they just like, they went for it. It was fun. Everyone was in a great mood on the bus. A whole bunch of buses pulled up at once, but they were like on paper and pencil calling out resorts. It felt a little scattered, but they got us there. (laughs) Yeah, they don't have the nice setup that Mir's does they're like you know there's some chairs over there go sit down mm-hmm. okay yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah my experience was also that they were very quick and i feel like recently every time i've priced them out they've been cheaper than mirrors they've had some sort of promotion or something going on that always seems to put them under the price that mirrors quotes me so yes definitely worth you know comparing the two yeah we would have taken them the whole way but they don't they only operate certain hours Right. Yeah. If your flight's super early or super late, they won't be able to to help you. Yes. Yeah. But that was that was great. We got to our resort around 445 that afternoon. So pretty quick. And that was making stops, too. And you said, too, that this you planned it this time so you wouldn't have to, like, rush to the parks on your arrival day. So what are you guys doing on this first day? So we booked a dinner reservation, our only advanced dining reservation at Trattoria El Forno. And we did this because we knew we could take the Skyliner to International Gateway. And we had never gone on the Skyliner. Oh, no kidding. We had so many intentions and it was down or the timing didn't work out. And our last trip was so fast that we didn't prioritize it. Yeah, we headed there for dinner. We had a little time in our room to just unpack and whatnot. And then we took the Skyliner and we checked in early. We went 30 minutes early to our dining reservation because we wanted to sit on the boardwalk and sit outside and take it all in. And they were able to accommodate that. So that was great. Wonderful. Okay. So tell me about your meal then at Trattoria Alpha. Have you eaten there before? No, we've heard great things. Yeah. I love that one. I had the plant-based bolognese and it was delicious. I'm vegetarian and my husband isn't. He had the chicken parm. He loved how fresh it was. And he got a trattorita. It was like a margarita. Okay. (laughs) I had some sips. It was really good. Bread was delicious. The service was great. And we just had such a lovely time looking on the boardwalk. There were circus performers and a magician and just the energy there. It didn't feel like Disney. Because we'd never been there, but it felt like a really cool place to be. And I love the idea of having this Disney trip and then going back to your resort and having this whole other vibe. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I love about the boardwalk. That's probably my one of my top resort, if not my top resort. And it's that's a big part of it. Like not only are you like right next to two parks, but you have this whole other like nightlife that's just it's different like you said it's different it's not necessarily like disney feel but it's just this great fun you know like street performers and you know live music and it's just it's a it's a lot of fun it was so fun we had the best time just you know enjoying our dinner and people watching and definitely want to go back now can i ask the plant-based meal that you had is this did they use just like a beyond or impossible type meat in the sauce or was it I'm I'm always curious because I feel like every time 
I am trying to order something plant-based, it ends up being like, here's your Beyond Burger with whatever yeah. topping. So I'm curious if this was just like Beyond Meat in sauce or was it like actual plant so or vegetables? I think it was, it could have been a mix. It could have been mushrooms. It could have been Beyond Meat. It tasted authentic. Oh, good. Okay. I don't know exactly what it is. They didn't, I don't think they that's, advertised. No, that's good. That's good. It was I like delicious. that answer. The fact that you're like, you know, I don't even know, but it's. Yeah. Because sometimes I, I like Beyond Meat, but I know not everybody does because it doesn't, it, it has its own taste. It's not necessarily a beef, but it's, it's got its own taste to it. So that's awesome that you were like, I don't even know. It was delicious. And I had wanted, um, they had like a truffle cream yaki or something. And I had wanted to try that. And I asked if it had any, you know, animal product in it and it didn't, but the plant-based bolognese, I just couldn't pass it up because it was a plant-based dish. It was, I'm so glad I tried it. I would eat it again and again. Wonderful. Good. All right. Um, anything else on the boardwalk that evening? Yeah, we went to beaches and cream. Okay. Which we had a really hard time finding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my husband got some ice cream, just a chocolate cone. And that was fun. We had talked about maybe hanging out in that area and trying to see fireworks, but we ended up just walking back to International Gateway with the ice cream. And we waited until the Epcot fireworks. We asked one of the cast members, what time should we get in line to see the Epcot, to see Epcot forever from up above? And he said, oh, just go two minutes in advance. So we did, we got right on the Skyliner and it was so lovely. We were lucky enough to have an unwrapped Skyliner. Oh, wow. You really lucked out. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten an unwrapped one. Oh, like in all the perfect. times I've been on the Skyliner, <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten one. It was, it was really gorgeous. And I mean, we weren't, we had to share it. There were two other groups in there with us, but we were all just in awe. And I wish I wrote down, I wish they piped in the music. Oh, that would be good. Wouldn't it? Yeah, that's a smart idea. Sometimes. And I don't know, maybe they do. Sometimes the Skyliners would talk to us. Sometimes they wouldn't. They ding. And then like a woman tells you where you're about to to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. There's no music ever. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I think they should because it would be lovely. And they do that. I agree. They do that at the other resorts, like the monorail resorts, right? Yeah. And like the buses will play music and stuff. Well, sometimes. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good idea. It was magical, though. (laughs) okay anything else after not very important but we were pixie dusted (laughs) a carton of milk at everything pop (laughs) you know i think that's any any pixie dust is is a positive one we wanted milk for tea in the morning and i tried to check out and i didn't understand that she was just giving us the milk and (laughs) mike goes just she's giving us the milk. Let's just go. And I said, Oh, well, we haven't paid yet. I just kept on telling her we haven't paid yet. <laughs> she's like, no, take your milk. and yeah. go." <laughs> she's like, don't make me regret this. Just take your milk. <laughs> okay. Let's get into your first park day then. So this is Tuesday, the 18th. Are there still spring break crowds at this point or spring break over here are we in the dead zone spring break was have arrived? over we over we so we don't like subscribe to crowd calendars but i still look at them and i think it was supposed to be you know not high but above average crowds and then when i looked i was looking on touring plans when i looked the next day on what it actually was it was so low 
I had heard that it was like, like the biggest drop in crowds. When I was there, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen so many people. And from what I understand, yeah, the week that you were there, that the crowds just completely dropped off. So I'm excited to hear how this went for you. It was so different because we've always gone on a school vacation week or during spring break. And the school vacation week would always be up against President's Day, which is crazy town. Brutal. Brutal. All right. So what, what park are you doing in your first day? So we, we did the same itinerary that we did last year because it, we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Epcot. Okay. okay. The early entry was at 830 and the park opened at nine. We booked a whole bunch of stuff before we left. So we got, we paid for Genie Plus. Our last trip, we were able to book it all in advance, which we liked. This trip, we had to go day by day. I don't know. My husband woke up at one point and booked it. I don't know when. Okay. At some point he woke up in the middle of the night and bought Genie Plus. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, So I booked Test Track, Lightning Lane. We got that for $9.15. He bought an individual Lightning Lane for Guardians. I did not go on it because I get motion sick. I think I could have done it, but um, he did that on his own. We booked individual Lightning Lanes for Rise of the Resistance for both of us because we wanted to park hop. And then just for kicks, we also got a um, boarding group for guardians, like the virtual queue. Okay. And I think we did it in that order. So I did the lightning lane for a test track. He bought guardians. Then I bought rise. Then he did the virtual queue. <laughs> okay. Now I'm curious, what, what made you decide to, to purchase before trying for the free virtual queue? Was there like a thought or were you just like, go, go, go and grabbing whatever you could get? We really prioritize more time. And we knew that I would not be riding Guardians right off the bat. Like our plan was to see how, what he thought and if he thought I could handle it. So just because I wouldn't want to do too much in the park without him in terms of rides. Like I walked around a lot and I enjoyed this, the topiaries, but we just thought it made sense to not have him wait in a virtual queue and leave me. Gotcha. Yes. So yeah, in case anybody's unaware, if you purchase the individual lightning lane, it's, it's a lightning lane. Like you are on the ride pretty quickly. You skip the line. If you do the free virtual queue, you're still standing in line. And it's, I would say typically when I've done the free ones, it's like 40, 45 minutes. So, it, you know, obviously depends, give or take, depending on the crowds. But yeah, so he would have been in line for a significant amount of time. Yeah. While you're just like waiting, people watching or whatever yeah. <laughs> outside the ride. Okay, that makes sense. And too, with purchasing, you get to choose the time that you want. And since it sounds like park hopping is a part of your plan, I'm sure that was also um, an important factor in this. Yes. Okay. So were you guys arriving for early entry? Were you getting there at eight 30 for the early park entry? Yes. We, we yeah. really rope dropped. We actually did it. <laughs> we didn't get in under the wire and we had such a great experience. So we, let's see, we left the resort at seven 15 to get on the Skyliner and it wasn't crowded at all at international gateway. We were maybe 75 people in front of us. 
We were expecting hordes of crowds. The Skyliner was chill. No way. International Gateway entrance is the best. Oh, I love it. Best. I love it. I don't think I've ever seen hordes of people there. Like, it just is not a a thing that happens. It's great. It's great. (laughs) It was just wonderful. And they started, let's see, they started letting us through at quarter of eight. And we were in line. We were rope dropping Remy's because we were right there. Last year, we had intended to do that, but we were entering from the front of the park. (laughs) Uh, And that changes things. Yes. I was just looking up. All right. In case anyone's curious, your last episode was episode 135. I was just looking that up because I was like, all right, same itinerary. So I'm going to have to go back and like compare these when we're done. (laughs) We learn from our mistakes, I think. Yeah, that's how it goes. Not mistakes, but we learn from our experiences and like what we would do differently, which was cool. Right, right. And this time you made it for Rope Drop for Remy's. Yes, because we slept. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it helps, right? Yes. So we were, let's see, we were let into the park. Like we were all scanned in tickets, early entry, just after eight. And we were on Remy's at 8.20 and early entry didn't start until 8.30. So we were leaving Remy's. We were off the ride at 8.30. Beautiful. I love when they do that, when they start the rides up early. I love that. That was delightful. Okay, so you still have 30 minutes. So what else are you doing with your early entry with those 30 more minutes? Yeah, we decided to go to Frozen and we weren't allowed to walk through Morocco, which I think walking through UK and then out around Port of Entry, I think that's faster. But in our heads, we wanted to walk all the way around World Showcase. But that was fine. Um that had a posting. Yeah, in the morning they they lead you have to just go the way they heard you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, yeah, we could see a backup and we're like, all right, let's not even bother going there. Let's just walk. Yeah, that was frozen was it only was a five minute wait. It was posted twenty, but that was great. Beautiful. Then let's see, then we went on Soren, and by that point it was after nine. But we got two rides in with early entry, so that's not bad. And they were yeah, yeah. ticket, like big ticket rides that usually sell out on Genie Plus. So we were happy. Yeah, we went to Soren. Last time we rode, we got B1. This time we got C2, but we didn't mind it at all. I think it's funny that people have like these preferences. I can't say that I, I, I'm like the most oblivious person in the world, though. So maybe there are some seats that are better than others. I've never been like this. This is the best seat to this is where I need to be sitting. I can't say I've ever once noticed a difference. We could care less. We just heard people talk about it. Or like having people's feet in front, like that doesn't bother me. I'm like, no, because you're supposed to be like hang gliding or whatever it is. So I don't know. Seeing their feet doesn't bother me. Yeah, we so we were happy to do that. That was fun. Uh, Let's see. We were in the land pavilion. So we went on living with the land. By this point, that's at like 930. So we'd been in for an hour and knocked out four rides. Let's see. At that point, we went to use our lightning lane for test track. So that was good. And we did a little hacking of Genie Plus at that point. Okay. And it worked. It worked. You did the hack. All right. Yep. So, so what two did you grab? We booked Mission Space, knowing that I wouldn't go on it. My husband I was would. Blur. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. That one. No. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> but we, we didn't want to like complicate things with only booking it for one of us, like the individual lightning lanes that didn't worry us, but the lightning lanes. So we booked it for both of us. And then I just didn't scan in. So we booked mission space and then we booked slinky dog at Hollywood studios because it was at seven, 10 PM. And that was after park hopping time. 
Now, was this uh, like in the back of your mind where you like I need to be looking at Hollywood Studios stuff in the morning? Were you thinking about that ahead of time or was this just coincidence that you grabbed it? We were looking that way. So okay. I think Mike had his tip board for Epcot and I had mine for Hollywood Studios. Oh, smart. That's a good way to do it. But I will say that the using the little hack was a lot harder this year. Last year, I mean, it still blows my mind that it worked because it, everything had to be like just right. So this time doing it with intention, we couldn't do it together. We had to do, and you had mentioned this doing one person holding both phones. I, I've never once gotten it to work where it's like one, two, three, go. Like I've never once. And even me doing it, I'm like, are my thumbs not like moving at the (laughs) same time? Like try it's, it can be tricky. And sometimes I'm like, I just, I give up, I give up, but yeah, it's, um, it can be difficult. Or like when you're, yeah. did you have that issue where like sometimes your screens would look different? You did know that what? Happen to you at all? Uh, the weird thing is, yes, our screens would do different things, but it would be the same for both of us. So sometimes we both had to select our party, but then other points in the trip we were pre-selected. But it was weird. <laughs> it was it was pretty uniform for both of us. So it, yeah, but it was weird. I I don't know. I blame it on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Disney technology is just something. But it worked. It worked. And you got two and Slinky Dog, too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we were happy for that because it just it timed out well. And then by that point. So let's see. We were on test track around 10 in the morning. By that point, Mike went to his Guardians individual lightning lane. Um, He went on that and he really enjoyed it. He got conga. Okay, so you said you were nervous about motion sickness. So he was going to go first. Was the plan like he's going to tell you if he thinks you can handle it or not? Is that like the game plan? Yes. So I... What was his review then for you? He was 50-50. So when you get motion sickness, what is... I'm guessing it's not screen since you did Remy. Is it spinning that does it? It's usually spinning, but you know what? Last year when I went on Remy's, I didn't feel anything. And then this year I had to close my eyes a bit and take a few moments to myself. So I think it could be screens too, but I I don't mind roller coasters at all. I'll try roller coasters. That's fine. But the spinning. And he said, you know, I had read up on it and they were calling it like an omni coaster, like a roller coaster and an omni mover. And I thought, well, the omni movers are so gentle, but you just hear reports of people feeling not great. And I, I just, you know, I am like a, an adventurous person. It's not that I don't want to try things once, but you just don't want to throw up in public. There's that. (laughs) I understand. I wanted to have value for our time and it wasn't a good value of our time. If I had to sit on a bench for a while or go back and nap or, you know, eat crackers. So I'm okay with that. And he was 50, 50 on it. He wasn't. So so what did you decide when he said 50, 50, were you like, I'm out? Like what, what was your decision based on that? So based on his not helpful review. (laughs) Well, we kept talking about it. So I actually, I didn't go on it this trip, but we had, we had this boarding group that we could have gone on it. And then we ended up with another boarding group another day. And Mike feels so guilty because I, I told him, I said, I think I can do it. It was at the end of the night. And I knew, you know what, if I don't feel good, I'm going to bed anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but he thought I was just trying to be a good sport and trying to encourage him to go on it. 
So he feels really guilty. And I said, no, if I wanted to ride it, I would have gone on it. So next time, next time, maybe we'll buy one for the end of the night and I'll do it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That way, if you don't feel well, you're not wasting park time. I would also suggest asking a cast member to seat you like in one of the front cars. I've been on it a number of times. The first time I did it, I was like, who's getting sick on this ride? But I was in like the second car. When I've ridden it and been further back, I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, this is way more intense than what I remember. So I think that makes a difference. So I would also maybe just ask a cast member if you could be seated a little further to the front. That's just so helpful. Food for thought. Yeah. Thank you. I'll remember <laughs> yeah, that. The first time I was like, I was like, who's getting sick on this? This isn't bad at all. Like, it's not that much spinning. It's no big deal. But I felt like I was being whipped around a little bit more in the back. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So he rode Guardians. Loved <laughs> what, it. What, what, did you, what did you do during that time? I suppose it was probably quick since it was the your purchased lightning yes. lane. Well, it was quick, but, you know, Mike is a thrill seeker and he had to go on Mission Space Orange immediately <laughs> after he got off of Guardians. I mean, luckily they're right next door. Yes. So. It, we, it was perfect timing. Um, no, I walked around. I looked at the topiaries. I um, was staking out Brunch Cot because we wanted to try food from there. I called my mom and just chatted and just just enjoyed walking around. I went through the port of entry area and just looked at some food booth menus and just kind of enjoyed Epcot. <laughs> okay. So you kind of did a lap while he was in that area. Over yes. There. Does he like mission space? Is that? He loves it. That one. It's not. So I'm not, I'm not crazy. I can handle screens. The thing that I don't like about that one is how tight everything is. Like when they close those doors, I go into like panic mode because it's so tight. I get claustrophobic. That would be me too. I don't know how people do that. It blows my mind. Yeah. I, I, I'm not doing it. I get claustrophobic, yeah. but he, yeah. he said it was weird. So last time, just to compare last time we went and did this similar timing, he, we didn't do a lightning lane and it was supposed to be a low weight, but it was, it ended up being 40 minutes. And this time with a lightning lane, he didn't need it. The standby was non-existent and he had the whole ride to himself. Which oh, was wow. kind of weird, he said, because is, he was trying to push well, everything. Like sh- I was there shouting out instructions for yeah. other people who aren't there. So Yeah. But he like, tried. Like, is my spaceship going down? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. He loved it, though. And he's like, oh, I did Guardians. And then I did Mission Space. This is great. I'm so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'd be barfing. But yeah. that's me. Okay, so you did a nice lap and um, made your way around Epcot. Gosh, what time is it now? It's not even noon, is it? Yeah, it's, it's still pretty early. You've done a lot. And you said that lines have been, or for what you've noticed anyway, have been still really, really low in Epcot. Yes. Um, I, I stopped writing down what the standby times were because we were just, you know, enjoying ourselves so much. But they, they weren't horrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. It yeah. sounds pretty good. I got in line for brunch cot. I don't know. We tried a ton of festival food, so I don't know if you want me to just like get into it at the end or. You know, if you like as we get through it, any highlights, anything that stands out, like any anything you're like, all right, if you're going, this is the one you got to try. OK, like, what, well, or if you're like, if you're going, this is the one to not try. Yeah, we didn't really <laughs> so, have any like that, actually. Oh, we good. Liked it OK, all. all right. 
Well, so what'd you think of brunch cot then? We really enjoyed it. So we got the cinnamon roll bites and they come with bacon, candied bacon, but they were kind enough to put it on the side so that Mike could enjoy the bacon and I could have ah, it without bacon. Yeah, see, I don't eat meat either. So that's good to know. Yeah, we ended up I getting these I always and I'm like, well, now I can't get it because it's I can't. It never even occurred to me to like at a festival booth to ask them to not put it on there. Yeah. So that's great. I I wasn't... I didn't have high expectations, but it worked out. So we got that and um, that was delicious. And they were warm, which I really enjoyed because they just, the booths opened at 10, uh, sorry, not 10, 11. So everything was fresh. Yes. You're getting like the the first out of the oven. Yes. Cinnamon roll. And then That's I great. got the avocado toast, which was beautiful. There was a flour on it and it was really tasty. It had radish, it had tomatoes. Toast. Was it the best avocado toast I've ever had? No, but it was it the most beautiful. Yes. <laughs> how so that were the, was fun. the how are the portions versus like the the price that you paid for these? Because food booths can go either way. You can either be like a phenomenal value, or you're like, I spent how much for this tiny little thing? Yeah. Um. We were paying I, with Magic Band. Which makes it really easy to not so know you're what just you like, spend. Scan, scan, scan. I understand. I I think I want to say they were both in the five dollar range. Good value. I would get them again. Yeah. And we were doing. We were hoping to do the Garden Graze, which is the free, you know, Epcot Festival passport. So they stamp you for anything that you buy at a booth that is plant based. So oh, okay. the avocado toast was plant-based. So that was our first stamp, which was very exciting. The line started building for that. I had been in that area while I was just enjoying my stroll around Epcot while Mike was riding rides and there was no line. But then when I went five minutes before it opened, it was it was a long line, but it moved so fast. And previously that deterred us because we were just like, nope, no lines, no time for lines. It moved so fast. Oh, that's good to hear. Yes, yeah, some of the festival booth, the food lines can be outrageous. So I'm glad to hear that that one was moving. Yeah, I know this is not, you know, most people's favorite festival, but we we really enjoy it. So I don't know. I'll take the lower crowds and whatever. Definitely. Yeah. Anytime lower crowds are involved, I'm in. Yeah. So after this, we went on Figment because we had never gone on Figment as adults and we didn't do it last time. So that was, you know, a three minute wait. And then we went on Nemo, which we didn't do last time, but we had done before. That was a five minute wait. Let's see. At this point, it's by the time we were off, it's noon. And that meant that we could book some more lightning lanes. We tried the little hack, but we were walking and not stopping and it, it didn't work well. And we, we love Genie Plus strategy and we didn't get to be super strategic on this trip because the return times were so, they were almost immediate. Which yeah. I'm not complaining. I was, you know, I was going to ask, I was going to wait till towards the end of your day, but just based on how this is shaping up, I was going to ask how you felt about purchasing Genie Plus for this day. Do you think that you even needed it? Were you glad you had it? Or would you, if you could go back in time, would you have skipped it altogether? Oh, we would, we would do it again. We went on so many rides and even one of the, I think our last day, we didn't go on that many rides, but the value... On this day, the value of Genie Plus was the volume of rides we did. On another day, the value of Genie Plus was eliminating wait time. It was worth it. I also think because you weren't just at Epcot, it makes a big difference here 
as well. Yes. I think maybe if it had just been Epcot, it would have been maybe 50-50 if like, is this worth it? Because you've done so much to stand by already. But adding Hollywood Studios and getting Slinky Dog immediately, there's your value. <laughs> like yes. We, we got it right there. Yeah. So it's noontime and we booked an immediate return time for Spaceship Earth because we didn't get to go on that one last time. And um, we also mobile ordered Regal Eagle, which we did on our last trip. (laughs) We gave up on the little hack and we just said, we'll try it when we sit down for lunch because we were, like I said, we were in constant motion. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever go on Spaceship Earth again. Uh, why? <laughs> I So I get so claustrophobic and it got stuck or it stopped and they came on and they announced, you know, your, you know, your voyage has come to a stop. Please stay seated. And then like, then an actual cast member came on and we were right by the, like the burning scene. So it okay. smelled and it was hot and I couldn't <laughs> see an exit sign. And I'm like, get me out of here. You got a little panicked. But I love that smell. So I have a terrible sense of smell. I don't know why I just always have. But that's like the one Disney scent that I can always. I'm like, oh, it's Rome is burning. Like that one I can actually smell on the ride. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I probably wouldn't have minded that one so much. <laughs> I'll try to remember that if I'm ever on it again and like calm down. <laughs> I have a candle of Rome is burning somewhere around here. Like what? Like it's um, I also have what a Pirates one. Pirates is the other one I can smell. I love that one. Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they sell candles that smell like it. Anyway. Yeah. So we went on that and because it got so delayed, we were really tight on our mobile order window. I think we were being a little, oh, you know, a little cutting it close because our our window ended at 1240 and we had to walk from Spaceship Earth to the America Pavilion. So we were walking and I think it was like 1235. We were off Spaceship Earth. And Mike is holding his phone, waiting to say, I'm here at a point that we knew we could just like book it to Regal Eagle. And the app auto selected, I'm here. And it was five minutes before our window closed. And Mike swears up and down. And I, I believe him. He did not press it. It just automatically did it. Huh. I've never run through my time before. I wonder if that's if I thought they just expired. I thought that Hmm. too, but... um, I may have to try that out and see. (laughs) You know what? I wouldn't recommend it because our food was great, (laughs) but it was, you know, it was a little soggy because it had been sitting for a bit. We made it, we got there at 1243, so we booked it, which was, you know, that was great. But yeah, the food was good. I got the jackfruit burger that I had had before, my brisket he had had before. It was a little soggy, but I knew it was good energy for me because if, if I don't, you know, eat enough. I just like, I'm down. Sure. And I love that jackfruit burger. Oh, I like so that good. one a lot. Yeah. That one's really good. And I tried That's pickles good. because I'm like vegetables and they were, they were good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like, give me, you know, the macaroni and the, what is the, like the banana pudding or whatever they have. I'm like, give me the least healthy thing you have. I wanted to try that. No. Oh, I had some of Mike's fries. I just, I got pickles for me, but yeah, that was good. <laughs> so then when we were sitting down, then we decided, okay, let's do some double booking. So we went to, we both went to Hollywood Studios on our app and we got Toy Story Mania and we got Mickey and Minis. And I did not write down the time we booked because we had to modify it so many times. Oh, we no. had to wait until it was after two o'clock. And this is at, let's see, this is at 1240 PM. And it had the time, the return times had probably just got past two. 
Interesting. Okay. So because, and so for anybody who doesn't know, if you're park hopping and you purchase Genie Plus, if you want to book a ride for your afternoon park, because you can't park up till 2 p.m. Now, before it would just automatically give you a time after two. That's how it worked before. They updated the app. Now you have to wait until the ride, the return ride time shows 2 p.m. or later. It won't let you select it otherwise. So you had no choice but to just kind of wait until you got ride times that worked for you. Yes. So that that was a waiting game. And then it was it was modifying. And I know people, you know, a complaint people have about Disney in general, but also Genie Plus is that you have to be on your phone. We never felt like we had to be glued to our phones because previously we would set alarms and then every two hours we would look if we were stacking or every time we scanned into a ride, we would look and then we would book again. But with the crowds the way they were, and again, I'm not complaining, I think we were on our phone more because we had to, if we wanted to book a ride and really take advantage of stacking every two hours, we had to be on our phone to modify the times so the lightning lanes didn't expire. So right. that that was harder, I think, than remembering <laughs> to book. Yeah, having low crowds completely changes how you use Genie Plus. It's very different. And it's, yeah, it's less stressful. But like, like you said, with immediate return times, it's like, okay, like, does this work? Can I go right now? You know, or like, you just end up having to wait. Or like you said, grab it and then edit and refresh and try and change it and update it and get that later time that you need. So with the exception of Slinky Dog, it, I'm glad that that was one of the updates. That you can yes. modify existing where previously you couldn't do that either. Yes, because then if you before you would have to cancel and then you would lose your two hour window. And yeah, so this was right. easier. But so we did that for Hollywood Studios. And at this point, oh, I know, I think the only ride we hadn't done that I wanted to do was Grand Fiesta Tour. And I said, oh, please, let's just go on it. And Mike had to remind me, no, full time, relax. We need to relax. <laughs> so we skipped that for today and we got the Skyliner back to uh, back to pop. OK. All right. Um, so it's rest time before. Yes. Hollywood Studios. Yes. Are you guys just napping, doing the pool? What are you doing? We went to the pool. So we um, I didn't talk about this. We were in the 70s section, so we didn't have a pool like right outside where we were. So we walked to the computer pool, um, which was pretty quiet. And while we were there, we booked some more lightning lanes. Mike went swimming. I just kind of tanned. Well, not really tanned, but tried to tan. (laughs) And I also booked, I had heard this from another trip report that you did last year. I booked MCO reserve for airport check-in security. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. I forgot that you can do. I I had to think about that for a second. Oh, it's called right. Clear. Sorry, not MCO. Clear Reserve at MCO. Okay, tell me a little. I've still never done this. So tell me a little bit about this. This is like the security check-in, right? Yes. So, so Mike told me, my husband said, if he has TSA pre-check, and he said, if we're going to Disney, you need to get TSA. And I then, just got approved just like two weeks. I have not had it. And everybody's like, are you insane? How do you not have, I just finally went and did it like two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After standing in that line at MCO, I don't know how many times I'm like, all right, I need to just do this. Yeah. That's a worthwhile investment. Well, so this was another last minute trip. So we, you know, booked our tickets like four days before we left. So I didn't want to do TSA and then be sad if we didn't go. 
So I said, you know what? I didn't do TSA, but I'll book this. So it's called Clear and it's free and you can book it 72 hours before your flight. So that's why I was booking it on Tuesday since our departure was Friday. And it was really easy. You put in your information, you search your airline, you search your flight. They, it all like pre-populates, I think. Then once you enter your information, you can reserve a time to basically it's like, it's kind of like a lightning lane. It's like, hold your spot in line. You still have to go through security, but you don't have to wait in line to go to security. Now, what kind of window? I think that's the thing that had always stopped me from doing it. What kind of window do you get to arrive at the airport? So it's actually not bad. I think, so our flight was at 7.10 in the morning. They offered me as early as 5 a.m. and as late as 6 a.m. Okay. And I picked, uh, I think I picked 5.30. I picked that because you had 20 minutes on either end. You could go 20 minutes early or 20 minutes late. So I figured that would be pretty safe or Mike helped me figure that out. We thought that would be pretty safe. So I booked it. Um, spoiler alert, didn't use it. And I can talk about that, <laughs> but it felt good to book it and say that I did my part so that we didn't have to wait in line. And it was something, you know, as you were sitting by the pool, since stacking really didn't seem to be like a thing you had to focus on while hanging out at the pool. Instead, you could do this. Yeah. So while we were at the pool, we did book, let's see, we booked Jungle Cruise for Magic Kingdom because we wanted to end there for Happily Ever After. And we booked Haunted Mansion. The Jungle Cruise was for 8.05 p.m., which was good, a good time. Haunted Mansion was at 5.35, and we had to modify that a bunch of times. And during this time, are you going back to the, gosh, what was it? The Hollywood Studios, Toy Story Mania, and Runaway Railway. Those were the other two you grabbed. Are you going through and like refreshing and trying to modify those at this time, too? Yes, and we... It was so weird. If you if you just spend a, like a couple minutes refreshing, it's so bizarre how it how it jumps and then sometimes it, it would go down and we would have a ride after two and then it would go down so we couldn't book it because it wasn't park hopping. Yeah, so I mean that is like a, it's a good thing when you're in the park and you're trying to like get something for right now. That's great when that happens when you're like, "Oh wow, look, I refreshed and like the time got even better." But yeah, for this instance, it's not helpful. No. <laughs> if, if the time goes down that much. But we were happy to get some more things stacked. And we did the double booking, but I wrote down it took us four or five tries to get it to work. And this is when we were sitting, resting by the pool. So it was hard. <laughs> okay. How long did it take for you to modify all of the, the rides? Like, was it close to actual ride time until you got the ride, the, the return times that you were looking for? Does that make sense? I think in some cases it was. I didn't write down because we mo- we just modified so much. But I think in some cases, yes. I think for the nighttime ones at Magic Kingdom, those ended up getting scooped up. But at Hollywood Studios, I really I don't remember. Interesting. So it sounds like it took a while, though. Like if you were able to grab those two and then it's you're grabbing two more two hours later and you're still trying to refresh and change the times... It was a lot. It really speaks to how low crowds were and how few people were utilizing Genie Plus during this time. And this was one of the first days. It had been, I think you you were there in earlier April. It was $35 a day. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not paying this. I was like really bitter about it. I will not be paying this. No. And we, 
I mean, we said, oh, we're only here. We don't go that often. I guess we'll get stuck paying for it. But we didn't feel great about it. But it dropped. It was $20 our whole trip. Yeah. And that's not bad. No, it was fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. We were at the pool for, I think, two hours. And um, at 4.30, we got on the Skyliner to go to Hollywood Studios. Okay. So Hollywood Studios. Now you've got some lightning lanes in your back pocket here for Hollywood Studios. What's your plan for Hollywood Studios? You said you wanted to end the night at Magic Kingdom. So how much time are you planning on spending here? Do you have like a list, a to-do list at this park? Yeah, we had so much stacked. And we also, we did this on our last trip. We um, we just loved doing quick service meals because we had so much flexibility and we could make our own schedule. We didn't have to, I don't know, we didn't have to like rush to get things done. If we wanted to end something early or go a little later, we could. So we had a list of food at the different parks that we felt good about trying. So we knew we had a dinner lined up at Hollywood Studios that we'd want to try. So let's see, what did we do? We went on Toy Story Mania first. We had a lightning lane stacked for that. And that, when we went, it was posted a 16-minute wait. So that was a good lightning lane use. And then right after that, we went on our individual lightning lane for Rise it was in B mode, which was cool to see because I think every other time it's been okay. regular. All right. So not a negative for you then. No, it was like I said to Mike, I'm like, this is B mode. And then when we got back, he's like, we need to research this and confirm. Are you sure? So that was, <laughs> was fun. It, was it Kylo? Like, did you see Kylo Ren out the window? Is that what it was? Like, what was what was the difference? It was, so the first Kylo Ren animatronic was operational. It was the second one when they pipe in the conversation. And yeah, like you said, you see the spaceship out the window. It, it was cool. I mean, we hadn't seen it before. So, you know, it's a great ride regardless. But I did write down that it was a little bit slower loading. And we even heard different audio at the end about like, oh, you know, there's a backup. It's taking some time. And it was all themed to the ride. But I thought, oh, are we getting stuck here? But <laughs> it was just a backup. It wasn't bad at all. The queue for that lightning lane, ironically, was longer than the queue that we waited in last year, which crowds were higher last year. The lightning lane, the individual lightning lane was more competitive for this last year. So I don't know, but it was good. Good. We we're glad that we spent the money on it. Um, Later in our trip, that that ride had really low wait times, which was shocking, like 35 minutes. Really? Not this day, but we saw we saw rise go as low as 35 minutes. I've never seen that. Okay, well, I'll be curious to hear about that particular day and how crowds looked on that day. So this wasn't today. This was a different. This is a different day. Sorry. We I think we we went to three parks every day, so I got a little jumbled. (laughs) No, that's a, well, I can see. Listen, you took amazing notes here. So <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Where were we? Rise. Okay. So after Rise, then where are you guys going? Um, okay. So we went on, we had another Lightning Lane stack for Mickey and Minnie's. This was, it's 550 at this point. And something that I wrote that was cool is that we were with, um, not with, but we were next to a VIP tour. So I was just like, oh, let's stay right here. Let's let them go in front of us because the tour guide was talking about hidden Mickeys in the queue. You're like listening in. It was so exciting. And I think we got let on early. This was something that happened to us a lot on last year's trip. Um, if you listen for a party of two, 
Um, sometimes you get to go on early and I think we did this time. So that was cool. I love when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Just always listening. And then this is, um, we've been so excited for our slinky dog lightning lane and we got in the queue. We tapped in once and then right before, I think we were three people back about to tap in at the next checkpoint, Uh-oh. the ride goes down. Uh-oh. Oh no. <laughs> so they said we could wait. They said they didn't know. And they said, since you didn't fully scan in, you're automatically going to get a multi-experience pass. And I didn't write down everything, but I know it was good for Millennium Falcon, but not Tower of Terror. I don't know about Mickey and Minnie's. I didn't write down anything else, but we didn't use it. It was fine. Did you get on Slinky though? No. No. Oh. So it was down most bummer. of that night and we, you know, we needed to make moves to Magic Kingdom at some point. So okay. it was fine. We knew we had two other days. Yeah. And for anybody listening to you can't, if you get one of those, if a ride goes down and you have a lightning lane, you get a, a basically an open lightning lane, like you said, and there will be a few, it'll list on there, like the rides that you're allowed to use it on, but you can't use it at a different park. So because you're park hopping to Magic Kingdom, you can't use it there. It has to be Hollywood Studios. So unfortunately, if you guys are heading out to the next park, yeah, kind of a lost. We had so much stacked and I... Oh, you've done so much already. I know. <laughs> Stay. And I said to Mike, I said, if we really wanted to, I think we could probably ask guest services if they could convert it. But I'm like, you know what? We're getting a lot out of this more than we should. Let's not ruffle any feathers. Yeah, they probably, you're right. They probably would if you asked and explained the situation. Like, well, you know, we were going to do this and then park hop. I'm sure that they would, but, but I, it I, wasn't I, worth I, it. I probably also would not have done that. So at this point, we did a mobile order and we hadn't eaten here before. We went to Fairfax Fair, which is just one of those, like, by Rosie's, one of those little restaurants and they have waffle bowls. It was delicious. I had a plant-based soba noodle salad bowl with fake chicken. It was so good. Yeah. It was delicious. Is the fake chicken tofu-ish? Sometimes it's almost, you know what, you know what I'm talking about, I'm sure, because you don't eat meat. Like sometimes fake chicken, you're like, this isn't chicken, this is tofu. It was good chicken. Okay. So it was actually like, supposed to be chicken. It was good. I I love Morningstar. Awesome. That's the type of yeah, chicken that I, I normally Morningstar eat. It was too. like a Morningstar yeah. and it was like okay. they had sautéed it, like it had texture to it. It was really good. If anything, I wish there was a little more in it. I ate the whole waffle bowl, everything. And Mike um was going to get something. I think he really liked something he had at Rosie's last year. So he we were going to, you know, double mobile order and just meet in the middle. But he saw that they had a buffalo chicken bowl, waffle bowl, and it was great. It was mashed potatoes and chicken, really filling for him. That sounds good, too. Yeah, I would definitely Delicious. go there. I think I think it's a newer menu item, but I didn't anticipate liking the waffle bowl and having it work with the soba noodle, but it was so good. Yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but I feel like those like little, um, I don't know what you'd even call it. Like, they're not like full restaurants, you know, like there's just like these little booths, almost restaurants over there. I've always kind of thought of those as like a throwaway. Like mm-hmm. if I'm right there and I'm hungry, I'll stop. But otherwise, it's nothing I like go out of my way for. So that's good to hear that that was such a positive meal experience. We weren't running back for that plant-based lobster. Oh, <laughs> oh, so gross. That is like, I can't get over how gross that plant-based lobster was at Rosie's. It was like the most disappointing thing I've ever eaten. Um, okay, so after your surprisingly delicious 
meal. Are you guys heading out to Magic Kingdom now? Yeah, we left. It was around 7.15 when we were making our way out of the park. We took a bunch of pictures. Oh, I wanted a carrot cake cookie because I had heard so much about it. It wasn't bad, but it did not meet my expectations. Mm -hmm. My mom makes delicious carrot cake and it just wasn't as good. Oh, okay. But it wasn't bad. Um, Yeah, that was such a long line. And it was at night at, at the Starbucks. I was shocked. Why? Yeah, Starbucks always has. I don't. I don't know. Starbucks always has a line. Apparently, yeah. I don't get it either. Let's see. I wrote down. I don't know when, but at some point we booked some more Lightning Lanes because we had Lightning Lanes for Magic Kingdom for Pirates, Big Thunder, and Winnie the Pooh. Don't know when we booked them, but at some so point you're just we like did. grabbing them as you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's really great though for like end of the evening. The number of lightning lanes you have for Magic Kingdoms impressive. Yeah, you said Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Pirates. What else? Big Thunder, you Winnie the Pooh. You Big Thunder, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, for we like, didn't do all of it. What but... eight p.m. and I mean that's. That's really good. Yeah, we got to Magic Kingdom. It was like a 10 to 15 minute bus wait. So not 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 awful at all. There was a bench and we went on Pirates with our Lightning Lane. And then we went on Jungle Cruise with our Lightning Lane. Um, and again, we got on Jungle Cruise early because we were a party of two. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that was nice. There was something weird. There were people ahead of us and everyone had a lollipop and they weren't allowed to have their lollipop. So the cast members had like lollipop bags ready to hand out at Jungle Cruise. I've never heard of that. It, it was interesting. Okay. No lollipops on Jungle Cruise. Um, That's good. Good to note. And then at this point it's 830 and we just took a bunch of pictures and then we started walking towards the hub for Happily Ever After. We didn't want to wait for a long time, obviously for a spot. So our target was like Tomorrowland Bridge area. And by the time we were actually standing somewhere, it was about 10 of nine. And we had a view that had trees in the way. It was not good for projections, but it was really good for fireworks. And it was right under where Tinkerbell lies. So that was really nice. I was tearing up. I didn't cry, but I was tearing up because I love that <laughs> so much. How how were like the crowds for happily ever after because that's i mean first of all that show just came back so it's like it's still a huge deal yes and so i mean already it's difficult to get a good spot for fireworks but now with this new show but lower crowds in general so did you feel like it was busier it did not feel like the same it was it didn't feel it was crazy and we did not want to go into the masses. So where we stood, we were right by like a little ice cream cart with cast members, you know, just giving out or not giving out, but selling treats. And it was not crowded. We no one was in front so of you're, us. You're like over kind of on the side. Yep. Like right, right where you would cross over into Tomorrowland. Yeah, we Is were that... in the peak spot, though. We had because. Yeah, we weren't in a peak spot. We definitely had obstructed view, but it was it was not super crowded, which felt comfortable. So that was and nice. when it's over, you're like a- away from the like the map because trying to navigate getting out of there when you're in the hub area after the show is chaotic. So you can just make a quick escape into Tomorrowland yeah. and avoid the craziness that after was the awesome. show's over. Yeah. So after that, and they kept they kept on playing the happily ever after song right after it, and I'm like, oh, it was just so magical. 
we went on, let's see, we made our way to Liberty Square. We went to Haunted Mansion. At some point, we canceled Big Thunder because it was 9.30 and we knew that we shouldn't go too crazy on our first day. And then Winnie the Pooh went down. So that converted to a multi-experience pass. And something that I remember mentioning last time or thinking last time is that you didn't get alerted and your tip board didn't show a multi-experience pass. But on this trip, we got push notifications and ah. we would get an alert and it would say, we're so sorry. This ride is Some down. of these updates are really good. Oh, it was so helpful. Yeah. So helpful. That is helpful. See, somebody was listening last time when you yes. complained. I'm so glad they heard it. Let's see. So, yeah, 10 o'clock, we got a bus back to Pop Century. And that was our night. Oh, that's quite a day one. That's, yeah, that was a lot. Three parks. I don't even, I lost count. I was trying to count how many rides and I've lost count. So you got a ton of Genie Plus Lightning Lanes, a ton of rides, even just standby. Three parks, a lot of food. A very successful first day. It was a good first day. And it I don't feel like we rushed. Like we we stopped and we had memory maker. So we stopped and took a bunch of photos. You know, we looked at things here and there. Like, you know, yeah, we kept up a pace, but we still relaxed and we didn't push for that fourth park, which helped. <laughs> no four four park challenge for you today. No. <laughs> All right. So where are you going on day two? Okay, so full day two. Full day two. Yeah, we were going to Magic Kingdom and that was another 8.30 in the morning, early entry and nine o'clock park open. We, let's see, before we left at 7 a.m., we booked an individual lightning lane for Tron just for Mike. I booked Peter Pan lightning lane. I got that for 9.30. I should say his Tron individual lightning lane was at 10.30 in the morning. And then we weren't trying to get the Tron virtual queue, but we just checked and it was gone immediately, which we knew, but it was low crowd. So yeah, it still goes fast. (laughs) Yeah. 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 With it being the newest ride, I think at some point, um, guardians will be more popular than Tron, but just because Tron's so new, you have to like, if you're trying to get that free one, you can't wait even a couple of seconds because that guy sells out fast. Yeah. Apparently. (laughs) So we left our room at 725 that morning and we there was a bus waiting for Magic Kingdom. So we hopped right on. I feel like buses have been way better recently. And I can't because it was about a year ago when you went last time. Were buses an issue? Because I feel like last year, buses and wait times at the resorts were more of an issue. And my last several trips, I feel like I just I walk out there and I just get on a bus. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like it's been better recently. Did you notice a difference from your last trip? last year versus this year? Our last trip, yeah, we did have some we did have some waits and one time we ended up just getting a lift and another time it really I think like derailed our night because we had to wait for so long. But I mean, I, it didn't derail our night, but it it impacted things. But this time no, it was great. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, so I was like I don't know if it's just me or if I'm just lucky, but it definitely feels like the buses are doing way better this time. So that's good and especially like Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning. Those bus lines can be long and sometimes you you wait a couple of buses before you get on. So that's great that they had enough buses going that you just walked right on. Yeah. And that hour before early entry really worked. So we tried to stick to that. Sometimes we were a little early, sometimes a little late, but we walked right through. It seemed as though when we got to Magic Kingdom, it seemed as though they had just let people start 
going through security, scanning in. We don't know because we didn't get there until 745. But we were held um, at the Cheshire Cafe and they didn't let us into Fantasyland until 825. And so we had, I think our plan before we left was just to buy Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and just hit Fantasyland hard and just go on all the rides during early entry because that seemed like a better strategy to just spend the money and get a lot done. But when we saw where we were in the crowd at Cheshire Cafe, we weren't up front, but we weren't in the back. I would say maybe 100, 150 people like in that first group. We were in that first group. So we felt pretty good. And we said, you know what? Let's save our money. The lightning lane time, individual lightning lane times for seven dwarfs aren't great anyway. So let's, let's try it. Worst we do, we get out of line. Change of plan is to rope drop seven dwarfs now. Yeah. And we made that, we, we felt like we knew enough that we could make that decision when we were there. And we had time. We were stuck waiting yeah. for 25 minutes. So we did that and we were on, um, on the ride in 20 minutes. Great. So it oh, worked. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it worked. Um, so that was nice. It, I jotted down that the line system was kind of weird. Like they wouldn't let us in the queue. We had to go outside. And then it was so hard to like corral people that you always felt like you'd be cutting someone. But the people around us were so friendly and they're like, nope, you're here. Go right ahead. Yeah. The first thing in the morning, they, I don't, they don't like sneak it through the actual ride queue. It like goes around back to Little Mermaid. It's, it was weird, know. but yeah. we eventually got in the queue and we had never done standby for that. So that was really nice to see. Oh, yeah. You see like the gems and stuff yes. that they have. And yeah. <laughs> but with any luck, you were just walking past all that stuff and didn't have time to play with the things in the ride queue. Yeah, right? it was were still backed like, up. It was still okay. backed up and we weren't at the very front. So we did have a little time, but like it was 20 minutes. So can't complain. So we did that. And that was interesting because at Epcot, we had been off a ride before early entry even started. And this time it's like, oh, that was 20 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes is not like when they announced like, oh, we're doing early entry again. And now it's 30 minutes. Whereas pre-COVID, it was an hour. I was like 30 minutes, like even an hour feels tight, you know, to like try and get stuff done before the crowds come in. 30 minutes is not a ton of time. So I was thrilled to hear how it went at Epcot. I think this is more typical where you do one and you get off and you're like, well, now it's over. You yes. know, now all the regular crowds are here. Um, but crowds should still be light. You know, even though everybody's coming in, they should still be light. So hopefully your plan of knocking out Fantasyland was still in the works that still worked out. For the most part. Yeah, we went on Seven Dwarfs and we went on Little Mermaid. We went on Small World. And by this point, um, it's 9.30 and we went on to our lightning lane with Peter Pan. So that was good. Let's see. We booked after Peter Pan, we booked Space Mountain and Buzz Lightyear. And I had written down that Space Mountain, the, the return time had jumped later into the day. But after we refreshed it, we got one for immediately. Oh, excellent. So that was great. And then at this point... This felt a little weird because the morning is when crowds are so low and you can get so much done. But we were hungry and we really wanted the Nutella waffle, the fruit Nutella waffle. So we did a mobile order for Sleepy Hollow 
And you sound like me. I'm also I'm like, there's no time to eat. There's low crowds right now. Like I'll eat later as I'm like passing out in line because I haven't eaten anything. But yeah, no, I I feel the same way. <laughs> like I'm wasting time. Yeah. But, but sometimes you just need that Nutella. Oh, yes. It was so good. And like, I think those little moments are the nicest because we sat by ye old Christmas shop. We saw the stepsisters. We heard the Dapper Dan's. And it was just one of those nice little Disney moments that yeah. you don't always get. Um, and it was delicious. So we split that. That was really good. And then we started walking through the hub to go to Tomorrowland. We saw Mickey's magical friendship fair starting. I said, let's just watch a little of it. And then we were just like cracking up at the show. And I said, we we can't leave now. We're in too deep. So we watched the whole thing. (laughs) That was fun. Yeah, it was cute. So I was glad we saw that. And then we went to Tomorrowland and we went on Buzz Lightyear and I I didn't write down the score, but the ride stopped when we were in front of a prime target. Oh, so you're just like, yeah, holding the button down, just aiming at that one target. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at those games, but Mike did really well. (laughs) Yeah, so that was cool. It was like the perfect spot for it to stop. And that didn't bother me at all. I'm like, why couldn't, you know, Spaceship Earth be like Buzz Lightyear when it stops? <laughs> a little bit different. Just yeah, a, little a little different. Just a little. After that, we went right onto Space Mountain with our lightning lane. Again, we got on fast because we were a party of two. I get I get a little anxious in that queue just because of how tight it is. I can do the ride. It doesn't bother me. But I like I don't like that cue, even with the lightning lane. So I was shaky. And somehow on my first try, I got the hack to work and I booked Big Thunder and Winnie the Pooh. I was so proud. Maybe you just needed something else to focus on because you don't like that cue. Like you were just like focus on laser focused. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so that worked out great. And then at this point, we're still in Tomorrowland. So Mike had his... um, individual lightning lane for Tron. And I wanted to just kind of go walk around and soak in Magic Kingdom. Was there a reason that you didn't want to do Tron? Because you, I mean, you just did Space Mountain. So we know you can do coasters. Was there something about Tron that, that turned you off? Yeah, it was, I thought I would feel too restricted in the seat. Um, I, I like the idea of feeling secure because it's a roller coaster and you have to feel secure. But last, the last trip when we went on Flight of Passage, the restraint was really tight and I had a hard time breathing. Um, and I just looking at the, the ride vehicle, I said, you know what? This doesn't like pique my interest. And if did you try, they have a test vehicle. Did you try that at all? I, cause I will say I did not feel this one to be too restrictive. In fact, one of my photos, like I'm fully like my torso's fully up because I wanted my arms in the air. And the first time I wrote it and because you're like leaning forward, when I tried to put my arms out, I smacked the guy next to me in the head because I'm a genius. (laughs) So I just like bonked the stranger in the head and then spent the rest of the ride being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So anyway, so the next time I wrote it, I made a point to like and I was able to do it like you're held. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's weird. Like you're held in, but I was also able to really lift my body upright so I could put my arms up because I don't know. That's good to know. Without hitting somebody. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just 
that's my perspective. I didn't feel at any point like it felt tight on my back or on my backside. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, I'm not opposed to trying it. I think it was just twenty dollars, and I oh, I said, you know yeah. what, I'm not twenty dollars for a ride. You're unsure on. I'd rather yeah. eat something. <laughs> So, yeah, and Mike wanted me to take a video of him. So I didn't wander. I really wanted to wander around Magic Kingdom by myself. Like, I mean, I love being around him too, but just, you know, soak it all in. But I stayed and he he was able, like, you have to secure your phone, but he was able to voice text me on his Apple Watch when he got on. So I knew when to start recording. And we had like staked out a spot that I thought I'd be able to see him. And then as soon as he got off the ride, he's like, there's a much better video spot. So for anyone who's doing that, if you just keep walking as far as you can go without like getting into the queue or getting into the lightning lane, there is a better video spot where you get to see the person or the people riding twice instead of just one flash before their backs are turned. But I got a good video of him. And it was quick. He was on and off within 15 minutes. So we it's were fat, like it's fast yeah. and not like, I mean, it is, it is fast, like speed wise, but like the length of the ride is very short. Like you're, you, it starts and before you know it, it's over. So, and with the paid lightning lane, he was probably on, you know, I don't know that you would have had a chance to really walk around all that much because he no. would have been on and off pretty quickly. No. So that worked out well. So yeah. that was good. Let's see. This point, we were still hungry even after that waffle. <laughs> so we did a mobile order for Casey's Corner. And I think Casey's Corner was one of my favorite parts of our last trip because it was so lovely to just hear the piano. And I just was craving that. I had been listening to Casey's Corner music on YouTube. And that was really, I would have been happy if that's all we did on this trip. So we did another mobile order and... Let's see. We didn't have any issue with like saying we were here. Mike just got a plain hot dog. But when he went up, they had made him a Chicago dog, which was loaded with like relish. He, they said, oh, yep, this isn't what you ordered, but here you can keep it. So it actually worked out because he would have been hungry if he just had one hot dog. So Chicago dogs are delicious. Yeah. That's, he the, like, way, that's the correct answer anyway. Yeah, so, it worked yeah, out. Yeah. And then mine was good. I had loved the loaded slaw dog. That was like one of my favorites. We had spent the last year, no joke, trying to recreate that loaded slaw dog. I still haven't tried that one. That's like on my to-do list. And it might have been you who even said it last time. And I was like, oh, I need to try. And it's I still haven't tried that one. It's worth it. I am making a point of it well, for my next trip. If you want it at home. Hannaford and Stonewall Kitchen make a very delicious corn relish that I feel is adequate as a substitute. But it was good. This one had a little bit too much aioli, in my opinion, and it like fell apart. So I was just I was eating it with a fork, which is not how I'd normally eat a hot dog. But it was it was great. And the atmosphere was lovely. And I was wearing my Casey's Corner shirt. So it was great. (laughs) Awesome. And then at this point. It was time to go on a lightning lane. We had Winnie the Pooh. Um, Again, we got on really fast because we were a party of two. We saw Tigger and Pooh, which is a little fun, just in passing. We went on Big Thunder with a lightning lane. Then, let's see, at this point, we were able to book more rides. So we weren't sure of our plan this day. We had said, like, let Genie Plus kind of dictate where we go, like, see where we end up. and. We had some time, so we decided let's go to Animal Kingdom and do more than one ride, which is all we could manage last year. 
This year we did too. Okay. So you're like looking at, at, were you just like looking at ride times at different parks? Is that kind of how you were deciding for your afternoon? Yes. So we wanted to end either at Epcot. We wanted to go to Epcot and try some foods. And we also contemplated doing Fantasmic, but it wasn't, it was only if it worked out. But we knew we had some time in between. So we're like, yeah, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Why okay. not? So, <laughs> All right. So what rides were you able to get at Animal Kingdom then? We booked Navi River and we had to modify a ton. We had to wait again because it was immediate. And then we booked the Meet Mickey and Minnie because that was the only one other one that was past two o'clock. We didn't do that. We ended up, you know, modifying that a ton. Let's see. At this point, it was one o'clock. Oh, we were in Adventureland. I don't know why... Oh, we, we walked through Adventureland out of Big Thunder. That's why we took some photos and then it was almost one o'clock. And I'm like, Mike, do you want to do Tron again? Do you want me to try to get the boarding group? We're here. Might as well. We're about to leave. So just like walking, I casually got that boarding group and, you know, we ended up canceling it, but I was happy. It's good to know that it, it wasn't an issue. Like I remember when they announced like, all right, 1 PM, I was concerned like, oh, or, like, is, is it going to be doable? Are there going to be enough slots open? I've never had an issue getting the 1 p.m. though. Like, I think it's just less competition. I don't know how many spaces they hold for it, but it's good to know that you just had zero issue, even though you didn't end up using it. Yeah. And we released it because it did say, let us know you're not coming so someone else can. So, but we got boarding group 108 and I think they were on like 50 something. So we weren't going to be there. That was fine. And then by the time we made our way out, it was 1.30 and we got on right on a bus and it was like one of those really long buses to Pop Century. So that was great. We went to the computer pool again from around two to four. Um, oh, you know what else though? We did stop into everything pop and we had seen online the tie-dye cheesecake. I've dessert. had the tie-dye cheesecake. Yeah, it's it good. was good. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't eat it at the pool because that would be gross, but it was too hot. It was it was like <laughs> the weather was ideal. It was low to mid eighties. I think the hottest it got was eighty-five, eighty-six. So pretty oh, nice. nice. Yeah. But yeah, we had the cheesecake in our room. That was yummy. And then at the pool, you know, we just modified ride times. And then I think while we were modifying, I saw a lightning lane pop up for Remy's. So I booked it. Didn't try to do the hack just because you can't when some, when that pops up. Yeah. Sometimes just refreshing. You just you get lucky yeah. and stuff that showed sold out. Some Somebody will cancel. And that's why it's important. Like you said, you weren't going to use it. So you canceled that's why it's important to cancel those lightning lanes if you're not going to use them because then you were lucky enough to grab that one. Yes, that was a big a big thing, like making sure we did that. And then I think, let's see, I wrote down 440. We got on a bus to Animal Kingdom. It was a pretty quick wait and it came faster than the board was posted. So I guess it was good we were there. I feel like those boards are never accurate ever. Like I don't know that I've ever gone by like the wait times for the buses on the board, like, oh, that next bus will be arriving at, you know, 1237. It's never, it, it's either like 10 minutes earlier or 10 minutes after. I don't think those things are accurate at all. Yeah, this, it wasn't. So I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad we didn't rely on that. Um, and then let's see, when we got to Animal Kingdom, we modified a lightning lane and we ended up, we decided on Everest, going on Expedition Everest and then going on Navi River. I wanted to do the safari, but we thought it might, that can take a long time if the animals are out, like in the road, which they understand. Yeah, blocking so. your car, which happens. And yeah. Yeah. And we really wanted to hop to Epcot. So we decided against that. Um, 
And yeah, so first we went on Expedition Everest. I forgot how intense that was. We hadn't done that in a couple of years. Um, we took some photos. That was fun. And then we went on Navi River with the Lightning Lane. And then we left. We were there. Let's see. I don't even think we were there for an hour. We, yeah, we got. You probably spent more time refreshing those Lightning <laughs> Lanes and Genie Plus than you were like actually in that park. <laughs> Probably. And you know what? I think we're the least familiar with Animal Kingdom. And if it had worked out, I would have loved to go to Nomad Lounge. Try that falafel that I've heard about. Um, but it did not enough hours yeah, in the day. And that's okay. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll do it justice someday. We yeah. got a bus to Epcot. Oh, and this was okay. This was fun. I've never had such a fun bus ride, but they were switching bus drivers. And the bus was just there and we thought it was about to leave. We, we ran, even though you're not supposed to, we ran a little bit and the bus driver was just standing there and they said, hi, are, are we, can we come on please? And they're like, yeah, of course we're here. And this other bus driver had come on, like taken over the bus to switch. And he was just like, I'm Brad from Beverly Hills. And, and he had these Disney transportation tokens. I think he probably made them on Etsy because I've heard of transportation cards, but never before tokens. And right. he gave everyone on the bus a token. And it was just like a show. I feel like it's been a minute since I've had a bus driver like that. Like every once in a while, you get a bus driver like that. And you're like, this guy loves his job. Loves it. Yeah. 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 And I've, I would you talk to the bus drivers who really love it. Like they love it. They're like, I have the best office you know, in all of Disney World here, like window office. And, you know, I get the sights and I get to talk to everybody. And yeah, the the bus drivers who love it, love it. Well, and the poor other bus driver, like he had never met this man and he didn't, he was just standing there like. He's like, can I go take a break now? Or <laughs> So that was fun. I think that picked up our energy. So we got to Epcot and this is where I said, you know what? I think the reason I like we didn't prioritize Epcot in the past is because we went in the front of the park and I didn't realize how much we loved International Gateway. And it's just such a different feel and it's so charming. And it's like two different parks. Yeah. And the yeah, front is the like front a concrete jungle. And it's just like so that that made a difference and okay let's see we had we had a remy's lightning lane that i think was for 505 p.m. we're getting to epcot after 6 so in theory our window our grace period ended at 620 and i think we made it there like with 2 minutes to spare would they have let us on probably if you had asked nicely <laughs> yeah and when we got there i made a note the time the wait time was posted 80 minutes, but by the time we got off the ride, it had dropped down to 40. Oh, interesting. So low crowds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got on that around like 620. And then after this ride, I was feeling a little like dizzy. We got, let's see, we hit the festival booths. We went to Florida Lee, got a goat cheese croissant. We booked a frozen lightning lane. Mike did a mobile order for fish and chips in the UK. So we were just kind of eating our way around. We ended up stopping at Trowel and Trellis, which is the Impossible booth. I tried the Lumpia. I tried the Impossible Short Rib. They were good. The spice level was a little hard for me to get through on the Impossible Short Rib, but it was really good. Mike liked it too, and he's a meat eater. And then because it's right there, Mike went to Honey Bistro, and he got the chicken and waffles. 
It was a much smaller portion size than what we had seen, but he really liked it. And we just loved, we sat in the gardens by port of entry and it was so lovely, like to just dine there. What was, of so you've tried a bunch of stuff, both this day and the previous day. What was like the standout thing for each of you? We really liked everything. That's yeah, it's a hard, I know it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, we liked everything. What would I get again, though? I would get the goat cheese croissant again. I would get the lumpia again. I would skip the short rib. Mike liked the fish and chips better than anything else he had at the food booth. Oh, those fish and chips are so good. Yeah, they I don't are. eat. I had some of the chips. I don't eat fish. but Yeah, I'll eat fish. That's as far as like meat goes. That's it. I'll eat fish. So fish and chips is often like a go to when I'm out. And those ones are like particularly good. Oh, so and they look so I'm, good. So I'm crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Just to end our night, we went on um, Grand Fiesta tour because we had it the other day. We went ah, on so our... You, you did get to go. <laughs> we got to go. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Love that little song. We went on Frozen with our Lightning Lane. And then we just made our way out. Um, Mike got the Schafferhofer. I don't know if I butchered that. Schafferhofer beer in Germany. The grapefruit beer. Butcher like so many of these World Showcase restaurants and foods and so <laughs> you're good german yeah. beer he had german beer he had german beer he loved it yeah. and then we went back to fleur de lis which is the um the food booth in france and we got a cream filled beignet that was good and then again we watched the fireworks from the skyliner okay so it's like nine o'clock and you're did you time it again so you'd be on the sky we timed it. oh and yeah. this was the night i didn't write this down this is the night that we had a guardians boarding group and we could have used it, but we were contemplating taking the Skyliner to Hollywood Studios to watch the 10 o'clock Fantasmic. But Hollywood Studios closed at 930 and we didn't want to risk it and be disappointed. So we just nixed that doing four parks in one day and went back. All right. So the, so you ended up ending the day here. And we not ended doing the day Hollywood there. Studios. Yeah. Could have okay. gone on Guardians this night. But opted, opted out of it. Yeah. I don't know when okay. we booked that, but we booked that at some point. Okay. And then our last day was Hollywood Studios. Final day. Okay. And we're, are we, we're rope dropping again all three days and Genie Plus again today? Yes. This is the day okay. we probably didn't need Genie Plus. Um, but let's see, we booked, the only thing we did at 7 a.m. was get Slinky Dog and we got it for nine and park. Let's see. Early for 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, it's been a while since I've been able to like get slinky super early in the morning. Like it's typically by the time I get to it, it's already in the afternoon. So that alone tells you like, you know, crowds and people using Genie Plus lower today. It was low. And we did. I mean, we always had our tip board set for just two rides. So we all I think that helped and going off the Wi-Fi definitely helps. Yes, those two things definitely help. But we didn't buy anything else or book anything else. We got on the Skyliner. We should have got on the Skyliner like at, you know, seven. But we got on at 725 and there's a little more of a crowd than there had been the other days. But we got right on. We got through security and scanned in by 740. And we lined up for Tower of Terror at 745 and there were maybe 20 people ahead of us in that line. Something I noticed was that the way you did early entry was different at Hollywood Studios. Like at Magic Kingdom and Epcot, you scanned your ticket and then you had to scan, prove that you were a resort guest. Whereas here it was all at, all at once. 
Oh, and you know, I, I guess I'd never thought about that, but you're right. They don't scan again to make sure you're a resort guest. Yeah. Well, we got in the yeah. park and I'm like, did they check? And then we yeah. realized they, they did before. Yeah. So that was good. They didn't let us on, you know, early entry was at eight. They didn't let us on the ride until 8.04. We saw a ton of like test rides going. So we were a little nervous that something was up, but it was fine. We didn't get to watch the pre-show, which I wish if they were going to make us wait until eight, please let us in the ride and like show the pre-show. Why? That's so they skipped the pre-show. Yeah. Hmm. Weird, I right? Why. Yeah, that is weird. I wonder why. So we just like went right up to the elevators. I mean, I guess it gets you on and off quicker so you can enjoy more of your 30 minutes. I don't know. I guess. I'm, I'm surprised though. But that was fun. We we put on workouts on our watches to see our heart rates. And mine was like 138. <laughs> Mike's was probably in the 70s. It was so funny. I was freaking out. <laughs> so you're not like an arms up kind of person. On oh, Tower my of arms Terror. were up. I was just oh, panicked. Okay. And then our plan was to go to Mickey and Minnie's at early entry rope drop. But the lightning lane times for that were earlier than Millennium Falcon. So we we're like, yeah, we can walk fast. Let's go to Galaxy's Edge. So we got on Millennium Falcon around 8.15. We walked on. We really wanted to do Chewbacca mode. You know, I've also I've wanted to try that, but you need to make sure everybody in your group is on board. Did you have people with you who were on board with this? We had a family with young children, one of whom was crying. So we read the room so no. and decided no. Okay, why don't you explain what Chewbacca mode is for people who don't know? So what we it haven't is. we haven't done it, but we coached our aunt on how to do it on her last trip and she got it. So okay. basically instead of is it Hondo Anaka? Uh-huh. Instead of him talking to you, it's Chewie's voice giving the directions for your whole flight. And to initiate it, each role of the Millennium Falcon has to do a specific job before you press the orange like start button. So um, for the pilots, you have to move your steering wheel like to either left or right or up or down, whichever pilot position you are. And then the gunners and the engineers have to press a white button before they press their blinking orange button. So we knew it what to sounds, do. It sounds ridiculous, but it's, I've also wanted to try it. And if you're not with people who are like willing or able to, or like you said, you had little kids and somebody was crying. Yeah, you're not like everybody has to be on board. And if anybody's just like hitting random buttons, it won't work. Yeah. So, so when our aunt did it, she asked the cast member and they were able to help them do it. And she was oh, with, OK. She was with like a group of six. So she had good luck. She knew everyone. But it's fine. We still had fun. I'll have to put I'll put instructions on how to do it in the show notes for people. Oh, awesome. Cause that's, yeah, because that's I've also I haven't had a chance to actually do it myself either, but. I'm hoping I can get a group of people eventually <laughs> who are all willing. Who are like, what is this crazy woman talking about? So let's see. At this point, it was still early in the day. We walked over to Toy Story Mania, posted 20. We waited five. And so that was at 845. And then our lightning lane for Slinky Dog came up. So we went right on to Slinky Dog and we got on this time. It didn't break down. And we were oh, in the good. front row. <laughs> Oh, great. It was not very thrilling um, in the front row, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we got to do it. We hadn't done that on our last trip. So that was nice. And we finally got to ride it after it being it had been broken down. And then this is where we just kind of like we chilled the rest of the day. We booked a lightning lane for Mickey and Minnie's. 
And then we went to the Frozen show, which we had never done. Oh, it's so fun. It was so cute. Yeah, it's so So cute. So we did that. And then we went to meet Chewbacca. Um, I was wearing a Chewy shirt and my cat (laughs) looks like a Wookiee. So I wanted to show my cat and meet Chewy. And it was so fun. He's a great meet. Yes. Chewbacca. He's an, an absolutely phenomenal meet. And he gives great hugs. Oh, we had so much fun. And that was a true 15 minute wait. We were there right around 10. And then at this point, it was, let's see, we went to our Mickey and Minnie's Lightning Lane. That was at 1030. This was cool. We weren't with a VIP tour, but they found us as a party of two. And we got to go in an accessible ride vehicle because there were some people who used a wheelchair and they transferred. So we got to go in this like not backstage, but we got to go behind the line and we got to see all of the car, the train cars like moving and the ride operator said, oh, you get to see Goofy parallel park. This is the Uh, best part. It was so fun to see how it moved. I think we had to wait, you know, just as long as if we had been in line, but we, we loved it. It was great. That's really cool. Yeah. At this point, oh, we booked a lightning lane for Toy Story Mania because Mike had been researching how to get a high score. We got lower scores, I think, than we've ever got. I think whatever. On Toy Story Mania. I'm actually good at that one. It's the Buzz Lightyear one that I'm really bad at. This one I, I'm pretty good at. Yeah, he's good at it. But like we knew all the hacks and still didn't get great scores. But he did, <laughs> not me. Um, I get weirdly competitive in that one. Oh, he like, was like... Even if I'm with like my kids, I'm like... like fox, oh. fox, fox, aliens, plates, left. Like the whole time. It was fun. Um, at this point, we did a mobile order for Ronto Roasters. Um, I had never had a Ronto wrap or the uh, veggie one. So we got... What did you think of the veggie one? I like the veggie one. It was good. It was a zuki wrap and I love zucchini. Mm-hmm. So we did the afternoon one, not the morning one. Okay. And Mike got the regular Ronto wrap and he called it a spicy hot dog. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I liked the chickpeas. I felt like I was getting a good boost of protein. And I had, I still had on my Chewy shirt and the stormtroopers were walking through that area and they started talking to me, which was fun. (laughs) And then let's see, that was at 11. By the time we were done, we decided to go to Indiana Jones. There was a show at noon and we lined up for that at like 1140. So we just waited and kind of hung around there. After that, we went on our lightning lane for Toy Story Mania again to try to improve scores. No luck. (laughs) And then in that ride on his first try, Mike was able to book Jungle Cruise and Frozen lightning lanes for later in the day. Okay, so we so Frozen ever after? Yeah, sorry, Frozen. So ever. so we're, we're looking at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Yes, for later in the evening. But right now you're in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Okay. Three parks a day. We let's see. We went. We took the Skyliner. Did our thing. This time we went to the bowling pool at Pop. We booked some more Lightning Lanes, Haunted Mansion, Peter Pan. So you're stacking now. You're. We didn't go on any of them. <laughs> You did the last time it was similar, wasn't it? Did you do the same thing last time where you'd like book lightning lanes and then let them go like this? Was it like where you were stacking in the evening? Sometimes. Yeah, it just happened. We were tired. You just like you grab, grab, grab because you want to have them in your back pocket. Yeah. You know, maybe you use them, maybe you don't. We had to let them go. Yeah. And then I think we just packed our stuff up and we took a Skyliner to Epcot at 430 and we went right to Fleur de Lis and Tangerine Cafe. Mike got the beef tenderloin and gnocchi. 
It was delicious. I got the, that was at Florida Lee at Tangerine Cafe. I got the hummus trio, which was part of the garden graze. That was delicious. I loved it. It was just hummus, but I loved it. I love hummus. So just hummus is fine with me. Yeah, it was so good. Three different types of hummus. And then this is where we just took it slow. We went to the Morocco Pavilion because Mike really wanted to read about Race of the Sands. I think that's what it's called. So we explored the pavilions and then we went to the Citrus Blossom food booth in the Odyssey building and Mike got the shrimp tempura, which he loved. We got the orange bird sipper smoothie, not in the souvenir cup. That was delicious. We could have had like five more of those (laughs) each. We went to Farmer's Feast food booth. I got the grilled vegetable bruschetta. That was good. It was vegetables, but I've had better. Like, I guess I would skip that if I were going again, but it, it okay. wasn't bad. We got the cinnamon roll bites again from Brunch Cot. They were so good. Those were a winner. Yeah, they sound like a winner. I like them better when they were warm because this was at six o'clock at night. Mike didn't care. We went to Florida Fresh and we got the corn. By that point, we had done our garden graze and we got our redemption dole whip at Pineapple Promenade. Ah, okay. So you went through and you stamped your book here. So what were the require what were the requirements and then what was the the reward or the prize at the end? I had to do five different plant-based items. And I don't know off the top of my head all the ones we did. The, I know the corn, avocado toast. The veggies. The right? veggies had goat cheese, so no. I don't Let's remember. See. I couldn't. Maybe the I hummus, could look. maybe. The you hummus? did like you did like those plant based you did like a skewer, oh, right? The lumpia, like, wasn't yes. That? That's it. Lumpia and the short rib. See, I remember this just because I'm like in my mind, I'm like, all right, the the plant based ones that you like. Oh, you're good. <laughs> okay, so and where do you pick up like the the booklet to to get stamped for the these? booklet is at every single food booth. Okay, so you were able to just grab it. They stamped it as you went. Yep. And then where do you redeem it and what do you get? We redeemed it at Pineapple Promenade and you get a mango lime Dole Whip in this really cute Epcot souvenir cup. I love Dole Whip and I love mango. So it was great. That sounds like it would be just the perfect thing for me. (laughs) It was delicious. Let's see. At this point, we had a lightning lane for Frozen, but Frozen went down. It wasn't good for Remy's Guardian Soren test track, so we just left. Yeah, somebody recently was like, the multi experience for Epcot is for the crappy rides. It's a joke. I think is what, is what they said, or the bad rides, or something like that. And I was like, I would never think to like word it that way, but you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I would think it, but I wouldn't say it out loud. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Yeah, it's all the good stuff is off limits with the multi experience lightning lane at Epcot. So we just, we made our way out. We looked at a bunch more pavilions. We took photos. We did Club Cool because we had never done that. That was fun. Okay. We tried Beverly. Do you remember what, oh, it's Beverly. Yes. We tried Beverly. Which ones you liked or disliked? I don't, I didn't write down the names, but we tried a raspberry one and we tried like a tropical run. We were making mixes. So that was cool. And I, yeah, I wanted to try the Beverly. Yeah. What did you think? I tasted it and I'm like, some people like it. And then the aftertaste was awful. Yeah, it's not my favorite. The people who like it, I'm like, huh. Yeah, huh. we tried not it for though. for me, but okay. <laughs> we were so sad to leave Epcot through the front, but we did. We had to, because we had to take the monorail to Magic Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> we went on People Mover. That was at 8 o'clock. And then we did Carousel of Progress, because we had never done that as a Two of my favorites. Carousel of Progress. You can't miss okay. them. 
What did you think of it as an adult? The first time my husband went on it as an adult, I was like, it was like 100 degrees and he really didn't know what it was. And I was like, all right, like I'm going to go at the time like our kid was like baby, baby. I was like, I'm just going to take her into, you know, this store or whatever. You go in the air conditioning and carousel progress. And he gets off and he was like, what was that? Like, he he was like, what did you just put me? He's like, it was air conditioned. So, you know, it was great. But what was that? <laughs> so you not having been on it as an adult, what was your reaction? It, you know, we don't need to do it every time, but we are glad yeah. we did it. Yeah, we are glad okay, we did I it. Think, I think that's the correct response. You're like, hey, it's a thing and we did it. And I'm glad yeah. that we did. And that's it. It was fun. <laughs> um, and then by this point, it's 830. And we said, you know what? Let's try to get a slightly better happily ever after spot. So we went. We weren't like in the hub. We were to the side, but we had a really good view of projections and fireworks. So we were happy. It was a crowd. It wasn't comfortable. People were putting their kids on their shoulders, blocking oh, their own family. That. It was weird. That. Like you just blocked your own family by doing this, but it was fine. We were able to like move a little bit and see some people were really stressed trying to get out of the crowd, but we were fine. It can be overwhelming. I think you just, you have to like, know that that's how I mean you can't have that many people all in one spot and expect that like when the show's over that we're like going to be in a single file line like it's going to be chaos and you just have to like mentally prepare yourself for that and if you don't want to be involved in that like where you were the night before was perfect yes or like over by the train station's a good place to be like there are definitely places you can be where it's less stressful but the hub is not one of them. The hub is not that place. I'm glad we did it because I really wanted to see the projections and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't awful. It changes the show completely when you have a good view of the projections. It really, really does versus just the fireworks. It's a completely different feel. We loved it. So at this point, we had stuff stacked that we had like let go. So we just randomly booked <laughs> Lightning Lane for Little Mermaid. <laughs> Didn't need it. But we went on that. That was our last ride. And then we just took a whole bunch of photos at night and just kind of leisurely strolled through Fantasyland. We shopped a little bit. I was trying to find postcards, which they only sell in a pack for $20. So that was weird. And then we got on a bus right at 10. And there were three buses for pop, like lined up, ready to go. So that was that was nice to get back pretty quickly. That's great. And this was your final park day, the end of the... The end of the trip. That was the end. All right. And then the next morning, you're leaving super early. Yeah. So we booked Mirrors Connect. We got picked up at 335 in the morning. See, I would have just taken a lift. When it's that early, I refuse to do Mirrors because they want to pick you up like two and a half hours before, three hours before. And when... That is like a 3 a.m. wake up call. I'm like, I'm good. I'm just I'll spend the money, <laughs> take a lift or an Uber. We thought of that. But last time we went, we really cut it close. So we figured, you know mm. what, let's let's play it safe. And it's in the middle of the night. Let's be like, let's be cautious. So they had given us they had estimated 405 as the pickup. And then it, it went earlier. But that was fine. Mirrors had great communication. They sent you a tracking link. We loved that. They checked in with you a lot. And yeah, then we just waited around MCO. I tried to use the clear reserve that I had booked. Yes. Tell us about that. So my time was for 530 and I went there at five and they said we don't open until 530. So it was quicker to wait in security line. That's funny that they even gave you the option and it wasn't. 
Yeah. They weren't even open. And it was on the opposite side. So I think TSA PreCheck was on the A side all the way over to the left and clear was all the way over on the B side, all the way to the oh, right. Okay. That's good to know. So I didn't want to set Mike and I didn't want to separate. I didn't want to separate. So yeah. we just, you know, waited. The line wasn't bad. We got through. Mike didn't get his TSA pre-check card, so he had to still take his shoes off and whatnot. But then we just waited for our flight, and it was on time. So we were happy. Good. I'm glad. Even though you had to be up at like 3 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> we just it. slept. We just slept when we got back. Okay. So having gone last year, and last year was your first time using Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and all of that, and then coming back this year, what did you feel like you, you learned? Like what were the big tips from like your first trip versus now? I think, well, the hack still works. That's one. I'm so happy that it still works. <laughs> that still works, but sometimes it's not worth the frustration. I think the biggest thing is your perceived value in Genie Plus. Our first two days, our value was going on so many rides. Our second day, sorry, our third day, our value was saving time in line. We didn't, I think we only went on four lightning lanes that day and that's okay. Um, we didn't need it, but we saved a lot of wait time. So we told ourselves it was worth it. It's the dollar amount, like to me might be too much to you. You're like, no, I'm willing to pay. Like it just, it's person to person. And it's like, what, what is your time worth? You know, what, what's, you know, your vacation look like? What's your budget look like? You know, what is, what's the value in like, skipping a line and being able to do X number more rides or have time to just like leisurely walk through the Morocco pavilion, you know, like things that you got to do a little more leisurely, I think is where the value for you came in because you knocked out all this stuff. Yes. So you were able to like have a little more relaxed um, afternoons at the parks. And that was our goal. Our goal, our main goal was the food at Epcot and trying new things. And then also just exploring and slowing down. And you're right. Genie plus allowed us to do that. I think it, what works one time doesn't work another in terms of crowds. So I kind of like prefer like the race, like the strategy, like, Oh, I got a good time. And this time it was, Oh, we have to wait. I'm not complaining at all because it was lower crowds. You're right though. It makes Genie Plus a little frustrating. Isn't that crazy? Like, it makes it a little frustrating. Like, back in the old system of FastPass, you got to pick your time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if it was low crowds, it didn't matter. Like, you selected the time, like, the return time you wanted. With Genie Plus, it's just like, here's the time that's available. The yes. End. Like, that's the time that you get. And when there are low crowds, that often doesn't work. Because you're like, well, I've got, you know, whatever going on right now. I want to be on that ride in three hours. And so that might not work with low crowds. So you're right. Like it's, it sounds crazy, but like having more people and more people using it makes it an easier system to use. Yes. By, from what I've heard, like the way it worked for us, it maybe is how it works in Disneyland. Like you're getting on immediately type thing. Yeah. I've heard that as well. I haven't used it at Disneyland, but I've heard that as well, that it's like, it's just very different. Yeah. You know, the, the return times and the, um, the, the number of people utilizing it per day is very different. I think like if you see it's at like the lowest price point or the very highest price point, that's when you want to avoid it. And then like anything in the middle is probably better. So like you said, like $20, is that what it was? Yes. You got it. 20, 20s, 20 to 25 is probably where it's going to be like the easiest to use. We're like, you can use a little bit of strategy, but overall return times aren't going to be 
either like sold out entirely or, you know, immediate right now or in five minutes. So there's like a middle ground. That's yeah. That's a really good way to gauge it because you don't know. Yeah. Disney knows because we have to have reservations, right? So look at what yes. they've priced it at because that'll tell you yes. how busy is the park today. Well, let's look at the price of Genie Plus. Yes. And that will tell us. And I will say too, like the crowds, yes, they were lower, but it still felt really dense. I think the low crowds manifested more as lower wait times, not as lower like, oh, it's empty. It wasn't empty. Yeah. It was yeah. crowded. Right. There's still a lot of bodies to yes. be found. They're just Maybe not in the ride queues all at the same time on these days. Um, okay. And how about the difference in resorts? And I know we touched on this a little bit in the beginning, but you know, you had mentioned like, oh, maybe we'll be going again next year in, in April's. This is now becoming our tradition. Will you be doing a value resort or maybe trying a moderate next time? Or do you think you'll go back to your aunt and say, hey, can we borrow some of your DVC points and do you know, uh, a DVC resort next time, you know, now trying both value and DVC. What's your thoughts for like the next trip? So we would do both again. I think next time we want to go with our aunt because we haven't gone together yet. So if we go with her, we would definitely be doing deluxe. We really want to target like boardwalk, beach club, yacht club. And if we, we're also tempted by Swan and Dolphin, which isn't part of DVC or Disney even. But we would say it pop again. Obviously, we really, we enjoyed our trip. It was, it was a ton of fun. Something did come up. I won't go into details, but something came up with the hotel. While we enjoyed our stay, we're having a really difficult time right now dealing with the Disney claims department as something that came up as a result of our hotel stay. That has made for not this like post magical trip. It's been a lot of stress and a lot of phone calls. And it's just not what I would expect from Disney because the cast members are wonderful. And when you call to do a room request or a dining question, they're just, they're wonderful. And they're known for their customer service. And it's so disappointing that... The claims experience has not been that. It's been really difficult. Now, and I know you don't necessarily want to get into details, but can you talk about like, how does the claim, like if you have an issue and you need to go through the claims department after your stay... Is this like, are you sending an email? Are you calling? What does like the process look like for something like that? So the claims department is their own little, their own little department. It's different from the rest of Disney. So in our case, when we realized our, our issue, it was a Saturday night and they're closed. So we called the regular resort line and we were bumped, like escalated as a result of that. And you leave a message for the claims department because they're only open Monday through Friday, eight to five. True, true business hours. Very true business yeah. hours. And you leave your message. You, I didn't even have a phone number for them. So let's see, that was a Saturday night. I didn't hear from them until Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Mm. And basically it's a, it's a waiting game. And that's a lot of where my frustration is, is that there's no resolution. There's no guarantee of resolution. They just said, we'll call you when we have information. And I've had to call a lot, unfortunately. That is a little frustrating. And I don't know, like, I don't want anybody to think that that's necessarily like value resort versus DVC. I know issues can arise at any hotel you stay at anywhere. So I don't want anybody to like take away that like pop century is the problem here because that's 
not we at enjoyed, all what we're saying, but we really enjoyed pop. We loved the Skyliner. We would, it's unfortunate because we love Disney. If this were any other hotel stay, we would not be going back yeah. based on, not based on what happened, not based on, um, our experience, but based on our guest the claims, after, the after, yeah. but it's Disney. I've, I gotta say like there, sometimes the customer service after the fact is not great. I've had more than one experience where I've reached out after the fact about something that's happened and felt like, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm being heard. And so I wonder if that's just something like when you're there on property talking to somebody, they're fantastic. They're fabulous. But I've also had a couple of issues where like after the fact, I feel I'm like, I don't feel like anybody's actually listening to this or or hearing this. I will say when I had to call the resort on that Saturday, when the issue fully came to light, they, I mean, they still, they were so sympathetic. They were so professional and they still told me, have a magical day. And, and I appreciated that even though yeah. <laughs> we were going through something, but in the claims department there, I haven't felt any um, sympathy. It's uh, you mean they work in claims. It's a less magical It's not not the most magical job. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But you know what? They have a they have that for a reason. So clearly things arise. And like you said, they can arise anywhere. You know, we'll see how our situation gets handled. We're we're hopeful. Yeah, And, you know, after the fact, too, if if and when things are resolved, if you have advice or tips or whatever, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing, I think like people would love to hear about that. Like, Here's what we went through with the claims and here's like how we got resolution or how we didn't get resolution. So people have an idea of what to expect if you'd be willing to do that. I would love to report something positive too. I'm a very positive, Uh, optimistic person. You know, that's why I asked because I'm really hoping that like that's what the outcome will be, you know, because it's Disney because like you said, they take customer service so seriously. So I think like we're probably getting ahead of ourselves here, but like I do, I'm really hoping that it'll be a positive outcome and that you can come back and report to us like, all right, here's the timeline of how it went down and, you know, how it went for me. And hopefully it'll be a positive outcome. I hope so too. Right now, right now we're a week out and nothing. So that's frustrating, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Me too. All right. So despite all of this though, Are you still, you're hoping to come back when, maybe next year, the following year? You know what? We just, we start planning all these trips and like doing all this pre-thinking and then thinking, oh, we're never going to go. And then like two months out, we're like, let's book it. So I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you, if you go back, maybe you can come back on again. Oh my gosh. I could not resist. It's so fun. (laughs) Three-timer. Well, thank you for coming on again and sharing your second trip report with me. Thank you so much for having me. This is so, so fun. And we just love listening. So thank you for everything that you do. All right. Another big thank you to Raina for sharing her trip with me. I know we had we ended on kind of not a great note. Um, She actually just emailed me today, said she's still working with the claims department. So we're hoping for a positive outcome with Disney and, you know, the the aftermath of some some issues uh, that she had on her trip. Other than that, really successful, a great trip. And I'm so glad she reached out and maybe we can have her back on again next year uh, for her 2024 Disney trip. 
But if you are interested in being a guest, you can find a link for that in the show notes. I'm going to put all sorts of links of things that we discussed on this episode, how to do Chewbacca mode on Smuggler's Run. Um, I believe she discussed a link to a stretchy mini ears uh, headband if you get like headaches. So I'll throw that in there as well. And you'll see in the photos that I've included in the show notes that she's wearing that it's very cute. And anything that doesn't give me headaches, um, I'm all in. Tips for Genie Plus, um, information on Pop Century, where she stayed, transportation, all sorts of useful links in the show notes. So that is it for me this week. I will be back next week. Thank you for bearing with me as I had to take a break for a couple of weeks from the podcast. I had strep throat. Uh, so I was down for the count for over a week. So it's good to be back and I will be back next week. But until then, I will see you guys in the parks.